Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. The ever-increasing need to feed Earth's growing population and the not-always-cautious ways that we grow our food are some of the factors that have put our planet's environment in peril. Farming accounts for nearly a quarter of human emissions that are warming the atmosphere, and as much as half of that comes from plowing the soil to grow crops such as wheat, corn, and soybeans, which releases carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide, the latter a byproduct of fertilizer use. But researchers have been working on ways to reduce the harmful environmental effects of agriculture. One potentially promising innovation is a grain that goes by the trademarked name Kernza. Like familiar grains, it can be made into flour for use in bread, breakfast cereal, and other foods, and also as an ingredient in products ranging from beer to ice cream. But unlike many other grains, Kernza is a perennial plant, meaning that once it's planted, it'll keep coming back up year after year. It doesn't have to be replanted from scratch each year, so it cuts down on labor. In addition, Kernza has a deep root system. It reaches over 10 feet or three meters into the soil and may help to sequester or capture atmospheric carbon. That root system could also make it more resistant to the impact of drought related to climate change in some areas. Kernza was developed by the Land Institute, a Salina, Kansas-based organization founded in 1976. The co-founder, Wes Jackson, recognized that a big problem of modern agriculture was that it was wearing out the soil by focusing upon monoculture, growing a single crop in a certain area. As that practice intensified on modern farms, its destructive downsides became more and more evident in the form of erosion and worn-out soil that required increasing amounts of fertilizer, creating increasingly polluted groundwater. Jackson saw the development of perennial grains to replace annual ones as a vital part of the solution to those problems. The Land Institute's website explains, given that grains make up over 70% of our global caloric consumption and over 70% of our global croplands, transitioning from an extractive annual model to a perennial model is the best chance we have to create a truly regenerative food future. But developing new food crops is a difficult and time-intensive challenge. Back in 1983, scientists at the Rodale Institute, another research organization, identified a plant called intermediate wheatgrass, a species related to wheat, as a promising candidate that might be developed into a perennial grain. They worked with researchers from the United States Department of Agriculture to breed the plant and improve its fertility and seed size. In 2003, the Land Institute began working with intermediate wheatgrass as well. After years of breeding the plant, they developed Kernza, the registered trade name for their variety. In some ways, the process of developing a new crop hasn't changed much since prehistoric times. Basically, it involves breeding generation after generation of a plant, taking the best from each new batch and breeding them together in an effort to promote whatever desirable characteristics you're seeking. However, plant breeders these days have some tools that the ancients lacked. The Land Institute employed a process called molecular breeding, in which they use genetic analysis to determine the traits the plant should have even before it grows to full size, in order to spot plants with the most potential for breeding. We spoke with Rachel Strower, the Institute's chief strategy officer. She explained, it's taken us 10,000 years and an intensified 200 years of modern breeding to get the crops we have today. It's taken 20 to get Kernza to where it is it might take another 20 to get it to competing at a scale with the annuals. But in the effort to turn Kernza into a commercially viable crop, there's a lot of work ahead. 
Strower says that researchers are now working to increase the size and number of seeds produced by each plant, and to increase the height of the plants. One drawback of Kernza is that unlike conventional wheat, it doesn't yet lend itself to free threshing, in which the edible grain is easily loosened from the plant. It instead requires another step called dehulling to remove the skin of the seed before it can be turned into flour. That's because the stems remain green after the plant matures. Conventional wheat withers and is thus more easily separated. In addition to breeding Kernza to make it suitable for free threshing in the future, scientists are working to make the yield produced by real working farms match what they've been able to achieve on their research plots. To that end, they're gathering data from the farmers to help figure out how to time the harvest, what settings would be optimal for combines, and other factors that might make the fields more productive. Researchers are also working with bakers, chefs, brewers, and distillers to develop products that utilize Kernza to help create a future market for it. One product already on the market is Long Root Pale Ale, whose maker, Patagonia Provisions, cites Kernza's environmental positives in its marketing. And last year, General Mills Cascadian Farms brand produced a limited edition honey-toasted Kernza cereal, which it sold to raise funds for the researchers. We also spoke via email with Steve Coleman, an assistant professor in the School of Environment and Natural Resources at Ohio State University and the co-author of a 2018 bioscience article on Kernza cultivation methods. He said, I've been working with Kernza for 10 years and it's been a fun adventure. I think one of the things that I've really come to appreciate is that successfully domesticating and developing a new crop requires more work than anyone can really appreciate. It's a major collaborative effort that really does require many people working together. Scientists of many disciplines, food chain actors, and a consumer market that's ready for and wants it. It's a pretty daunting task, but also what makes it so much fun to be a part of it. The Land Institute's Kernza program is just one part of a larger effort to develop perennial crops that could someday replace annual ones. Also in the works are perennial wheat, sorghum, legumes, and oilseed. And the Institute has helped launch and fund a program in China to develop a perennial version of rice. Today's episode was written by Patrick J. Kiger and produced by Lowell Berlanti and Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other topics with deep roots, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 